Today we're going to recap Rotterdam, New York, and Buenos Aires. Those are the three tournaments. Right? Those were the three tournaments. Yeah. Uh, we had a 500 in Rotterdam, obviously, in the two 250s. We're going to look at Naomi Osaka, who has split with her coach under somewhat contentious circumstances. Yeah, slightly. Slightly. Um, and then we'll look ahead to, uh, what have we got next week? We've got uh, Rio 500, we've got Delray Beach, and Marseille. And this is all sort of leading up to, I guess, the big tournaments in March, which are Indian Wells and Miami. Um, so let's start with Rotterdam. We had uh, Stan Wawrinka got to the um, got, got to the final. Got to the final for the first time since Roland Garros twenty seventeen. That's amazing. Yeah, almost what two and a bit years. Yeah, I mean, and he was out with injury for a bit, um, yep. and then sort of came back pretty slowly. You know, it was sort of winning one, losing he was one. Coming back at weird times, right? He came yep. back like after the US Open, and what are you really coming back for then? Mm, exactly. You know? Um, Gael Monfils was the victor of the tournament, who had a pretty pretty good tournament, really. I mean, he beat a handful of decent names. I'll just go through them. He beat Goffin in the first round. He beat Sepi in the second round. Um, he beat my boy, Daniil Medvedev, in a very hard-fought semifinal, 6-4 in the third. And then he beat Vavrinka 6-2 in the third in the final. And from the highlights that I saw was playing very good tennis. Yeah, high level of tennis the whole week. Uh, I'm actually pretty happy that your boy Medvedev lost because I wouldn't have heard the end of it. I know. You know? <laughs> well, what look, a what he, a tournament! He's going to go from 16 in the year just from this semi-final result, probably up to uh, about four, 13, 14. So I still see him. From what I saw, I think. I stand behind my pick. Yeah, and you know, making those semi runs at these uh, five hundred and thousand events, mm-hmm. we pick up the larger points. So good on them. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else jump out at you from Rotterdam? No, apart from uh, Monfils and Marinka, two older fellas, you know, yeah. uh, destroying everyone. I think uh, was it Marinka? He took out both Canadians, yes, Raonic and uh, Shapovalov, Sh- Shapovalov uh, yep. with the same scoreline, four and six. Yeah, so, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> and, uh, and the same score in the tiebreaker, seven yeah. four. Wow. This is coincidence? I don't know. But uh, I thought they were, I mean, Varinka, I think, is a better player than both of them. But, mm-hmm. you know, Raonic indoors on a hard court should be tougher than that. Yeah, that's no, that's a good point. Absolutely. Um, we had, let's go on to New York. Yeah. Um, which the final hasn't been played yet. I think it starts shortly. It, by the time we air, it will have been played. Uh, we've got young Canadian with the news that nobody seems to be talking about this week. We've got a Canadian in the final. Amazing. Yeah, coming all the way through qualifying, Braden yep. Schnur. That, that's oh, it, Braden, Braden Schnur. Schnur. Um, he, as, as Andy mentioned, had to get through qualifying. And then let's see who he had on his way through. So he beat Steve Johnson. Well, he beat another Canadian wildcard, uh, a young kid, Jack Lynn, who plays at Columbia University. Okay. Um, he got a wildcard into the first round. Braden Schnur took care of him pretty easily. He beat Steve Johnson 7-6 in the third. He beat Paolo Lorenzi 7-5 in the third. And he beat Sam Querrey 6-3 in the third. I mean, he's been out in court a long time. Absolutely. His ranking is going to jump from around 150 to if he loses this match about between 105 and 110 and if he wins this match top 100 it's amazing yeah right i mean you're almost on the verge of having five canadians inside the top 100 yep raonic shapovalov uh felix is almost there polanski and now schnur yeah and uh we're going to talk in a future episode andy about 
um, success stories from the NCAA moving into the pro game. And Braden Schnur is a great example. He played, I believe, two years at the University of North Carolina and then, you know, was progressing so well that he wanted to get on the tour and now he's knocking on the door of the top 100. So yeah. good on him. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a path I believe more players should take considering how many matches you can get under your belt and, yep. you know, almost for free. Mm, exactly. Uh, good, you know, good training environment, especially if you're at a, a school like University of North Carolina. You're playing with good players every day. You know, you eat, sleep, and breathe tennis, and you go to a couple of classes here and there. Yeah. But uh, it's a great environment to be a part of. Tough and jump. Absolutely. And uh, he's gonna, he's also going to be playing Delray Beach. He's in the main drawer of that. Yeah, so. he's a, a special exam, right? Exactly. Special a, and that's great. Yeah. Um, I, last week, I picked a, an American to win the title, and I said, if I don't get that right, I'll stop making picks. Well... Three out of four made the semis. So and, that's not bad. So And and without the final being played, I'll, I'll still make some picks t- today. But, uh, yeah. you know, what a tournament. I watched uh, the highlights earlier today, Andy, of Riley Opelka playing John Isner. I couldn't tell which one was which. How tall are they? <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just two massive Americans banging down serves. And did the scoreline reflect that? Six, six, and six. Yep. 10, <laughs> 8, 16-14, 7-4. I mean, it's, it's not the type of tennis I enjoy watching. <laughs> no, and th- that's actually a good point that you bring that up, Andy, because that's been reflected in the uh, viewership at the event. Empty stadiums, nobody's been going out. I mean, this is, uh, people may not realize, I know it's called New York, but it's out in Long Island. It's a decent distance away from the city. It's the middle of winter. Um, I think that's one of it, right? You're not going to draw a tennis crowd if it's not tennis season. That, wow, that's I mean, you know, tennis seems to follow the sun, yes, and if you're playing right. a tournament in the middle of winter in New York City, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? Exactly. Um, Adrian Manorino said last year that if he hadn't have had his girlfriend with him in New York, he would have died of boredom. Wow, because Cause you can't these players are not necessarily in Manhattan, right? No. They're at like a Holiday Inn way out in Long Island. You can't really go out. What are you going to do? Go to the Olive Garden for dinner? You know, and then like just chill out in your hotel room and watch, uh, you know, watch Seinfeld on TBS. But he came back again. Oh yeah, he came back. <laughs> I mean, you got to defend those points. Don't oh you? man, <laughs> yeah, good on him. But yeah, I can well, definitely as you mentioned, see though, it's that mostly problem. Americans. Let's be honest. Yeah, playing this it is mostly Americans, and um, you know, home event. It's it's good to have a two fifty. I presume in America, there's not many. They have this in Delray. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, maybe one leading up to the US. Well, they US have Open. Washington, and yeah, that's five hundred. Is it? Yeah. I think they have the one before Wake Forest, uh, Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem. I think that's the only other 250 they have. Okay. Um, But yeah, just interesting that, you know, because you think New York and you think Big Apple and everything's happening, but no, this is in a a parking lot in the middle of nowhere. God. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that, eh? No. No, not at all. And when I watched those highlights, like, that's what I thought. It was like, this is the semifinals? It was quiet. Nobody's watching. No. You know, whereas if you watch even... The New Zealand event at the start of the year. Oh, it's packed. Finals are packed, and packed. the sunshine and day one is packed. Yep, absolutely. You know, and that's something that New Zealand tournament needs to be uh, congratulated for. I mean, look at it. You can be, you know, you're saying semi-final. John is a top American player. Can't draw anyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, the other event is Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, um, oh. where we had. Marco Cicinato, who we've not been kind to, Andy. I have not been picking him any time. He just beat uh, Diego Schwartzman 6-1, 6-2 in the final. 
Now, this only just happened, so I haven't been able to catch the highlights, but something's fishy about that scoreline. Wow, Schwartzman played the night before, yeah. right, against team, and seven, I think he won 7-6 in the third. So we can give him something there, but... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Wow. I, guess, I, I don't know. I'm, if, when I look at a draw, I'm never thinking, Chichinato, he's going through. I'm always picking him to lose first or second round, right? And But, I mean, Clay is his favourite surface. Last year, did make a run at the French Open, and... Got all the way to the... Semis or final? Oh, I think he made the quarters or the semis. I think he made the semis, yeah. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that won't happen again, people. You want to put your money where your mouth is on that one? Calling that here now. I'm shocked he's... Uh, well, I mean, good on him. 250 points is a lot, you know. Uh, I think if you make the semis of a slam, it's 720. So mm. if he can do that once more, then his ranking won't drop as far as I was thinking it would. Yeah. No, that's that's true, and he he has had spotty good results throughout the year, so he's yeah. he's set for a you, while. You look at players like Misha Zarev, and all you have to have is spotty results, and you can stick around. I think he's almost on the way out, though. Yeah, he's like he's pretty low on the rankings now. Well, we'll get into one next uh, when we talk about next week's tournaments. He yep. has a few interesting ones. Um, Naomi Osaka. Um, oh, hang! Can we give one more thing? Yeah. Last week the woman played a tournament in uh, Doha. Yep. There was four qualifiers and five lucky losers. Hmm. Now, <laughs> that's far too many lucky loser spots for a yes. draw. And if the woman, they should have far better scheduling than what they do. Mm. Uh, it's disappointing. It means that someone that lost second round qualifying got into the main draw. Yeah. Well, I have five of them did. Yeah. Well, yeah, but. Uh, Woman, they only have four qualifiers, so there's three rounds. So, oh, okay. so one person who won oh, one I round. Oh, I see. Yeah, Sorry. So, Sorry, you're right. Um, but, yeah, shocking. Mm. Yeah, besides the point, carry yeah. on. Osaka, on woman. Yeah, so she uh, said that she would not prioritize success over happiness following the surprise sacking of her coach. This is a coach that has led her to US Open Triumph and Aussie Open Triumph. Two two Grand Slams. Yep, and, in a row. And... A rise of her ranking from outside of 70 to 1 in the world. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I understand success, not happiness, but most people strive to be number one. That's the goal, and there you are, you're happy. Mm. And uh, maybe this is the new age thing, you know, right? Well, without knowing the details of it, I mean, read between the lines, what do you see here? You see a player who has a personality clash with her coach. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah doesn't like maybe the way that he motivates her or doesn't like the way that he talks to her or doesn't like something well i think uh, at stage in the australian open he would say one thing to her before a match if anything really and that's you know a conflict or whatever it'd like to be but you know if you're not seeing eye to eye in a grand slam it's surprised she had that success that's interesting. So, I mean, perhaps because of that, she realized, well, look, if if <clears throat> if we're not clicking, no, I, I don't need you because I can win without you. And you know, and the emotional drain of probably what that has on her is mm-hmm. um, is a lot, and she can just dump that baggage off and carry on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, right? It is. He's this guy, Sasha Bajan, was he went from Serena Williams hitting partner to working with Azarenka and then uh, Wozniacki. Okay. And then suddenly is working with Osaka and takes her from middle of the pack to the best. Mm. Um, that's a 
It's an unusual situation to be in. It is, because, I mean, usually you see coaches dumped after six months if the ranking stagnates or even goes down or there's not a lot of success, but she's had nothing but success in the last six months. No. And, and you know, this week she's gone with the, the Japanese Federation coach who's been working with her since she was like 16, but, you know, it's also an interesting time of the year. You know, you're going up into two major women's tournaments after this week in, in Asia. Um, they go and play Indian Wells in Miami as well. Two mm-hmm. big tournaments, lots of money on the line. You're going in there with a fresh coach. Yeah. Or, you know, or you're, no you're, you're looking for a coach possibly, you know. Um, that's going to be an interesting interesting time for her. Will be, yeah. Um, what have we got coming up this week? We've got a 500 in Rio de Janeiro. Hey, oh. um, to me, just glancing through the drawer, it looks like a who's who of South American talent. Um What's clay court in- specialist, right? Correct, clay court specialist. That's right. Um, what's interesting to me, just before we get into Rio, just overall, is that only three of the top ten players are competing this week. So this is kind of like after the Aussie Open, we've kind of got a bit of a hangover of a, a glut of events where the top players aren't competing. And for me, it re- and I, I guess for a lot of casual observers it's going to take the gloss off these events a little bit when you don't see Federer, Nadal, Djokovic competing at these events. Zverev, yeah. we haven't seen him either. No. Um, so it's it's sort of like, yeah, I'm excited, but also I wish some of these top players were playing. Yeah. I mean, if I was a spectator and paying tickets, those are the guys, you know, and the curious for me who I'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You'll see the top players and the most exciting players. Yeah, if I'm going to a basketball game, you know, I can almost guarantee that I'll see one or two all stars. Yeah, go to exactly. a tennis and I'm seeing a few nobodies. That's it's tough, right? Yeah, uh, I'd like to see household names. Yep, and you're not always going to get that opportunity. No, that's right. But at a 500, you'd think that you'd have a few more top players. But with having one last week in in Europe and having one this week in South America, it's tough to do both. Yeah, um, Dominic Team is again top seed in Rio. Uh, Fabio Fanini is second seed. Um, what's what sort of jumped out at me was Felix Alger Eliasim getting a wild card again. The event, yep. Yeah, and he's playing Fanini first round, who for whatever reason doesn't seem to play well in Argentina. Yeah, he hasn't played well the last couple of weeks. No, uh, Argent they're playing this week in Brazil. Rio's in Brazil, Gareth. What did I say? Argentina. Argentina. But I'll, I'll let you go there. Well, no, he, he didn't play well in Argentina <laughs> last week. Because there were two in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same country, right? South America. We're from yeah. Australia and New Zealand. Same thing, right? <laughs> it's all down under, mate. It's but to me, thing. that's the same match that I highlighted. Felix versus Fognini first round. And uh, I really see it being a team versus Schwarzman final. Um, Does... Do you, does Felix's camp know something we don't? Why is he playing so many clay court events don't where know, it we, doesn't seem to be a strength? We sort of talked about it last week, but why Why not? If it's not your strength, why not go out there and try work on your weakness when you're 18 rather than try figure it out when you're 24? I suppose so. I mean, I'd just like to see him get a little bit more success, and I think he would be more likely to win a couple of rounds in Delray Beach than Rio. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, right? 500 tournament this week. You win one round, you get 45 points. You have to make the quarters to get 45 points in Delray. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with you too. I'm with you too. You know, the hard court would suit his game better, and the draw is weaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not even to play. A, you know, who knows who you have to play? The draw's random, but Fognini yeah. is a tough match first round, and a team or a Schwartzman's a tough match first round, and. I guess he could just as easily have had one of these other players that you know qualifiers or wild cards have to play. So that's right. But you, <clears throat> but you take a wild card if you can get it. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Especially um, at that stage of his career, right? Out just outside the top hundred. If he can get a few of these wild cards, he doesn't have to win as many matches playing a challenger and can boost his ranking up quicker. Yeah. Um, we have uh, a two fifty in Marseille. Uh, yeah. Where we have Sitsi Pass as the as the top seed and Borna Koric as the second seed. So again, I mean, there's only one. I mean, actually, sorry, this is the tournament where there's no top ten players. So the draw is pretty open. Yeah, it is. Uh, I thought it's. I think there's going to be young players rocking all through there. You know, Shapo versus Koric would be the match I'd like to watch if it mm-hmm. makes it that way through. I think Shapo has the draw. Really? I don't say that. Um, That's a surprise. You know, I think last week he had a decent result against Barinka. Yep. He won a match before that. and um, Beat uh, Burdich. Yeah. And so here we go. Um, I think this week he could have a really good week. All right. You heard it here first. Yeah. Chapo, get your money on him. I mean, Sitsi Pass, Monfils, if that makes a quarter, it makes a quarter. But Sitsi Pass is obviously the star of that top half of the draw. Mm. And, you know. I think Shapo versus Corrich is how it's going to go down the bottom. So, we'll see. Yeah. If I'm excited for anything this week, which is debatable, Andy, <laughs> I'm excited for the return of Juan Martin Del Potro. Hey, oh, who is, uh, who is the number one seed um, at Delray Beach in Florida. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited to see what he can do. He's got Nishioka first round, which if he's playing, if Del Potro is anywhere near his normal self, will take care of. And uh, it'd be good to see him get a few matches under his belt and probably play a bunch of Americans because the draw is rife with Americans. Yeah, again, uh, Americans and Australians all the way through this draw. Yes. Um, I think it's a surprise to see Kyrgios playing in Australian first round. Kyrgios is the unseeded player. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. He's, he's playing John, John Millman, Millman, who's and, fifth seed. Yeah, and Kyrgios is unseeded. Um, yeah. I think he's going to have a good tournament. Um Played a challenger a couple of weeks ago in Dallas, which is interesting, to some doubles. So did John Isner, which was a bit unusual as well. Yeah. Um, and I also like the look of Tomic playing this week again. Seppi's coming over from playing in Europe to to go to Delray. Um, and I think that's a very interesting first-round matchup. How did Tomic, your boy, do last week? Lost to Isner. It's close, right? I think it was a six and something or something and six. Okay. Um, yeah. Delray. Here we go. I mean... Again, I think it's going to be a tournament full of Americans. Tiafo's in there. He had a shocker last week, losing to Jason Jung. Yeah. Um, but look at them. We'll go down there, go to Delray. Be beautiful compared to being in New York for the week. Absolutely. As we mentioned earlier, Braden Schnur is uh, in this draw, and he's got Adrian Manorino first round. Tough first round, for sure, but winnable. And if he can win that, you know, it it kind of opens up a little bit. Does. So look, if he can carry on his good form and just, cause all of his matches are close, you know, like he has to really fight, win big points, all that stuff. If he can keep doing that, I mean, God, it'd be great to see him keep going and, yeah, and push when, you're, on. when you're often toughing out those close matches, you can often put a few of them together and that's what he's doing. You yeah. know, I think he played 
a tiebreaker every match of his tournament. Like he played six tiebreakers in six rounds or something like that. It's incredible. Yeah. Um. And and when you're playing those tight big points well, you yep. can you can keep it together. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't think too many people realize how tough it is to get from say 150 to 80 in yep. the world. That is so hard. And you've got to really <clears throat> ride the momentum when you get it. He's got the momentum right now. He went as we said. He went through qualifying in New York. He's all the way through the final. He may win it. He's got to be able to turn it around and come back to Delray Beach and, and keep going. Yeah, I think, you know, as you said, he goes from 150 to 105, 110. If he makes the final, well, because he's made the final, if he wins, he might just shoot up into the 90s. Yeah. You know, it's, and that's 250 points. That's, you know, if you make two, if you win two challenges and make a final, that's a month on the circuit. He's mm-hmm. done that in a week. Yeah. You know. That's so, that's that's how, that's how tough it is to bridge that gap. Yeah. So good luck to you, Braden. We actually uh, saw him play in Halifax a few years ago. He was part of the Davis Cup team that came. So uh, look, wish you wish you all the best, and hopefully you can get a good result there. Any uh, any last picks to add? No. Nah, we well, up, as I say, Kyrgios and Milman. I think Kyrgios underdog, Tomic's underdog. I like them both. Um, no, just excited for another good week of tennis. Three I mean, tournaments. Kyrgios has the talent to do whatever he wants in that draw. Yeah. Really. I it's mean, just seeing seeing what he can do. Yeah, him and Dalpo are the two two stars of the event, mm. and uh, I guess Dalpo. It's interesting just to see how he go after a few matches. And Curios, who's going to turn up? I wouldn't be surprised if Curios lost in the first round or made the final. Wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, that's, oh, kind of play that's it, right? And that's yeah. the type of odds you get with him. All right, to wrap it up there, Andy. Do it there, man. All right, sweet. Uh, we'll be back next week. Please find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want us to discuss a certain topic or anything like that, reach out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Two Guys Talk Tennis. That's Andy. I'm Gareth. Please subscribe, rate, and share. Take it easy, everybody. Hey, yo. There we go. Yeah, curious.